1: Well, welcome to the Sustainable Success Radio Show. Again, I'm Chris Salem, uh, your host, and I'm hoping everyone's having a wonderful Wednesday morning wherever you are. It's a beautiful day here in the New York City area, bright sunshine, and it was uh, great to get outside very early this morning for a brisk walk and then went to the gym to uh, do my resistance training program And there's nothing like, you know, really taking care of yourself because it really has an impact on everything you do in your personal life, and your business. And with that being said, we're going to be talking about wellness today. But before we get into the topic, I do want to let everybody know again, uh, you can uh, please join us on the Sustainable Success Facebook page. That's Sustainable Success. And please leave your comments as to this show or any of the past shows or any of the content that we put up daily, because we want to hear from you. We want to be able to find out exactly what you're looking for, what you're doing as it pertains to sustainable success. With that being said, we are going to be talking today about why consider biohacking for extreme wellness. And we have a health and wellness expert here today. He's actually a personal friend of mine. We're part of an accountability group, uh, and... His name is Arvind Kamsay. He is the founder of Extraordinary Human Living. He is an Oxford-trained geek and graduate of the National Organization of Development of Exceptional Talents. And he's a contributor to several publications like Thrive Global, American Student Dental Association, Medium and Better Humans. And Arvind's expertise has been featured on the top-named Inc. Magazine podcast, The Conscious Millionaire, and I know that well, J.V. Crumb III, and he has spoken on several different health and wellness stages, uh, that being retreats and festivals, one in particularly the Festival for Change. He's currently preparing for his TEDx X Talk in September in Idaho. His work is inspired by his own experiences. He observed his mother struggle to lose weight for years and his father relying on six cups of coffee a day just to function. After extensive research, experience at a lab, self experimentation, and personal mentoring, he was able to add two hundred and fifteen pounds to his deadlift, help his mother easily lose over thirty pounds, and has reversed two dental cavities. Hey, uh, Arvin, are you there? Want well, to welcome to yeah. the show? Yeah, well, Arvin, so I much. definitely, I-, I can't wait. I can't wait to get into the the biohacking topic, but we, I also want to talk about the two dental cavities because that's really great reversing that I love that we had we had a person on two shows uh, two weeks ago talking about how to uh, you know work on your teeth and how to you know have better dental hygiene so I really want to tap into that a little bit later but wanted to get some background from you 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 were really focus a lot of your effort and research and time into biohacking can you tell us what biohacking is
2: yeah that's a great question. By the way, I'm also uh, sitting in my in my gym clothes. You were talking about how you're going to the gym and how important that is for you um, <laughs> and bio biohacking is essentially treating our body as a system and then creating little routines to systematically achieve extreme wellness goals. and what that would involve is really you know, focusing more on biology as opposed to psychology. And that's not to minimize the impact of psychology because it's super important as well. And this method is more focused on the biology side.
1: Gotcha. So it's looking at the biology and the, the, uh, the psychology side of it as well. So, you know, so when somebody, wh- where did the term come from? Is it something that, that Did you come up with it, or somebody else did, and it's just something, because yeah. I know the word hack is such a popular word now, you know, hack this, hack that, and... and <laughs> right, exactly. So, yeah, yeah tell me, where did the term come from?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I would say, first of all, biohacking is nothing uh, new. It's not anyone's discovery. So, um, years and years ago, um, we knew about biohacking, we just never... Uh, named it as biohacking, and by the way, if if we just drink sugar water right now, that's biohacking. It's not a functional one. And um, wh- when you talked about the, the whole idea of where this concept comes from, is that um, in the tech uh, industry, so hacking computers is about really taking control of other computers and other networks. And um, when in, I think it was in 1960s when we, uh, we humans decided that we are machines, and we should. I know, by the way, I don't believe in that, and we should just work and work, and we don't even need to sleep. And in that era, um, we started actually introducing a lot of machines to our to our environment. And then, at some point, um, someone thought, okay, well, maybe we are machines too, and how? how what if if we could hack our biology and hack our system? And then the term hacking has just been, as you were saying, it's been so prevalent and everyone's talking about it because I think it's this, um, it's this era where we want things to be a little bit quicker, a little bit more efficient, a little bit more convenient. And then also we have just so much uh, already happening in our life that we are required to find the hacks. We're required in a way to find those little uh, routines where we can actually execute them in the short amount of time we have, in the short amount of resources maybe we have and uh, yeah, and that, that's where it, the, the whole concept comes from to take
1: So yeah, that makes sense I mean, you know, we live, in a, we live in a society now where there's a lot of stuff getting thrown at us, I mean we got everyone has busy lives and we're juggling multiple things and a lot of times people can't focus or they're not yeah. able to prioritize things correctly. So I guess where the hacking comes in is like it's, it's knowing that you have to make you put your wellness as a priority. It should be a number one priority. And because it, you have a busy schedule, that when you are focused on your wellness at that time, even if it's a short period of time, you have to be laser-focused and in, in the zone during that time. Would that be correctly what I'm hearing?
2: Absolutely, yes. And um, if you think about it also, when uh, people in the tech world talk about hacking is the time when you actually get access to an environment where uh, you know, where otherwise didn't have access to. So it would be another network, another computer. Now in, in biohacking, if you think about how you never actually looked into really taking control of, our, of your biology in the past, and then now with the tools in bio, biohacking... Now you actually get access to it, and then you make it so that it works for you instead of against you. And so that would be that would be also an additional um, additional way of thinking about it.
1: Okay. And when we're when we're looking at like extreme wellness, I mean, extreme means something like, hey, I mean, it's intense. You know, we're putting a lot of effort in. So what would we mean, what would it be, what what would the term extreme wellness mean? If somebody's here, you know, really focused on the wellness side, because we're here at Sustainable Success, we always believe that true prosperity is, is putting your wellness first and having that balance or in alignment with your wealth and wealth, not just being money, but also, you know, serving your purpose, having freedom, spending time doing the things you enjoy doing. So when that's in that alignment you can experience true prosperity. So what would extreme wellness mean if, if somebody were, you know, asking you that?
2: Yeah, I love that question for so many reasons. One is that extreme, um, you know, you, you just touched on this idea that, okay, so extreme to different people means differently. And I've been, uh, you know, I was, I was in uh, NASA Mountain View a couple of weeks ago. Um, they had these machines that they created for astronauts. So extreme wellness to them it's very different to another client of mine, whose extreme goal for uh, you know the extreme goal for her is actually losing 30 pounds, right? So for this person, uh, losing 30 pounds, where you know she's she's never been able to do that in the past, that's now extreme. If she thinks about this goal, she's going to say, "Oh my God, you know I've tried all these different programs, all these different routines, nothing works," and it's extreme for her, right? Whereas, if you think about the other people, um, you know, with different goals, but they just want uh, to get to use that machine. It's in it's in NASA Mountain View, which is uh, a three-hour workout compacted into 20 minutes. So they get, uh, a, you know, worth of three hours of workout, intense workout in 20 minutes, just using that machine. But so then they have wow. more time. And these are astronauts. But they they need more time, and then they need the performance. is really important for them, and it does a lot of other things. That machine does a lot of other things as far as performance. I can talk about it more if um, if we have time.
1: Well, that's fantastic. I mean, you know, there's a lot of gyms around, and you know, uh, around the world. I mean, are we are we going to start seeing these types of machines more readily available for people that are more on the go? So. Yeah,
2: I think so because. One of the so then so I just name it. Um, I, the, the name of the machine is Baffert. and um, there the the technology that they're using, uh, the concept is blood flow restriction and cryotherapy combined. And this whole idea of blood flow restriction has been around. It's actually a Chinese, uh, I guess a Chinese school of thought where you would do these uh, blood flow restrictions to get uh, better results at the gym. And there is CATSU available, you know, at a lot of gyms right now. And this new way of doing it, the, I guess the more evolved version of it is going to be more prevalent because it's so much safer. Obviously, they're using it for astronauts and so many other people. They just, they can't afford to have them, uh, you know, lose, either lose performance or uh, just not being super healthy. And so, it is going to be prevalent, yes. And think about how we don't have as much time. So if, if we could just save that two hours and 40 minutes every time we work out, so that's three times a week, let's say, we work out, that's a lot of time spent with family, right? That's an additional time we can pick up a new hobby. So it is, and that's, that's, that's the whole idea of hacking, is that people are really looking for this stuff. They, they're thinking, how can we just make... To, I guess make that twenty percent of effort, and then they get the eighty percent of results in such a short amount of time. So we get to spend more time
1: with our family. Now, that makes sense. Now, now I can. So I have a now I have a clear understanding that barely makes sense. Now, let's let, take a look at somebody that let's say they haven't really worked out in their life. So you know maybe they're, they're for the first time, and, and a lot of times people they want the easy route even yeah. though this is going to be allowed to condense that workout into a short period of time, is th- there's still going to be a, a, obviously some intensity involved and they're going to have to exert themselves. This is not something yeah. so that they just have to really be focused during that time and really, you know, during that workout, whether if it's cardio or resistance training or a combination theref- uh, thereof. Uh, with the uh, biohacking, I mean, what do you recommend when it comes to, Cardio and resistance training. Is there a certain ratio that you that you uh, believe in?
2: Uh, this is a really good question too because I really believe in customizing every routine for every individual. So that's and you know, big big part of biohacking is measurement. So you measure and self quantify every single biomarker in your body. In fact. I tell you that I have, I know I have data about what specific bacteria (laughs) are in my gut biome. I know uh, every single gene, both their names and what they do in my body. I know, um, so there are a lot of information that I have, which can be actually overwhelming too, right, Um, about my body. And then from that, I would create a... um, creative, let's say, resistance training or cardio routine. And to get more specific on like, what that will look like is that I have this gene that's called, uh, I think it's a CTC or CFC, C- F- C. one of these two. The name is not important. There is a gene that's responsible for endurance. So if someone has that gene and it's upregulated, meaning that it is being expressed mm-hmm. at a, a really good level... Or if someone doesn't have the same um, same combination for that gene, same combination of alleles, which just means that gene is expressed differently in that person, right? If someone has it differently, then they shouldn't be looking into doing a lot of cardio, right? So they're uh, endurance.
1: That's interesting. Is, that's very interesting.
2: Yeah. So different. And, and then if you think about it, uh, for this, for, uh, for us, we, we think about it as, okay, so then now I know what to focus on. For an athlete, that means if this person gets uh, to a competition with another person who has this different genes, which is, like, more upregulated or doesn't have that combination, that's going to make a huge difference for, for that athlete. That athlete could be the best of his, you know, uh, the best he can be possible because of that gene that's the time that um he's gonna either lose or win because that's that two percent difference
1: that's gonna make um for his life. Wow, that's fantastic and do you see if, if if more the fitness industry or health and wellness industry in general, I mean, do you see that this, you know, that the gyms will change? Like would they would this just be like now part of what's already there with the existing equipment, or could we start to see this really taking over? everything else, that you know, how we traditionally do bench press and leg press and
2: oh, the yeah. certain
1: machines Absolutely. we see now in regular gyms.
2: Absolutely. And, I mean, think about it. How, how many people are wearing Fitbits right now? They're measuring their, their sleep, right? They're self-quantifying their sleep. They are looking into how many steps they've made, uh, uh, what their heart rate is uh, at any moment. There's so many more devices. Apple, Google, both going crazy on... Uh, creating new devices and and new, um, I guess, vehicles for for us to be able to actually track everything. There are so many apps, I mean thousands and thousands of apps coming out because of this. And so I actually do see that way. I see that um, we go to a gym, they do a bunch of different biomarkers testing first day as part of your gym membership, and then they give you a a customized routine, and they they just say, hey... For you, the most optimized version of um, working out is this. Um, and and that's a whole another level of actually working out, too.
1: Wow, that's amazing. And, uh, I mean, it, it, you know, like I said, you know, this industry is always evolving, but, you know, you see a lot of the, the equipment throughout the years is, you know, it's changed. It's been updated and, you know, a better range of motion, so to speak, but yet still has been, Relatively the same, but it, it, I, like I said, people have different lifestyles now. We're on the go, and we need to accommodate that and be able to make this a focus for people that you know they have to put their wellness first. Uh, we're going to be going to break here in about thirty seconds, but I, when we get back, uh, Arvin, before we get into our the next li- uh, part of the topic on biohacking, I do want to ask you about the the dent the dental cavities because I'm really curious about that. I have no cavities. <laughs> But we had some people that uh, had made some comments to us about the uh, about dental hygiene. So it it could be something interesting to kind of expand on. So we'll we'll talk about that when we get back. So you're listening to Sustainable Success Radio Show. I'm your host, Chris Salem. I'm with our guest today, Arvin Kamsay. And we'll be right back.
3: Through my secure account from anywhere in the world. It's a great feeling to know that help is there, affordable, private, and convenient to my schedule. We all can use a little help. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash VA Health and register for free. You can try it for seven days without being charged on your credit card and get matched with a licensed counselor usually within 24 hours. Get better help today at betterhelp.com forward slash VA Health.
1: Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America.
0: You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795 or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable
1: Success. Welcome back to the Sustainable Success Radio Show. Again, we're here with our guest, Arvind Kamsay. We're talking about what is biohacking and what that means to extreme wellness and for sustainable success. Before we get a talk a little bit about expanding on biohacking, uh, I, I wanted to ask you, Arvind, You had mentioned when we did the bio about how you reversed two dental cavities. I really <laughs> want to hear about that, and I'm sure our guests <clears throat> would too. Since two weeks ago, like I mentioned, we covered uh, oral uh, oral hygiene as one of yeah. uh, the subtopics of, of our discussion.
2: Do you want to expand on that? Absolutely. And um, just to give some context on that is. Um, I, I grew up in a dental practice and when it was when I was ten, my my dad wanted to do this uh, filling on my on on my one of my uh, teeth and and I told him I said, Hey, so you're just removing part of my teeth and that doesn't sound very really smart. And and um and I think this has been one of my inspiration for actually looking into this because once you actually take out the teeth or, um, you know, take out the, take out the um, take out part of your body, it's like you're never going to get it back, right? And, and so there has been this inspiration for me to look into this. And what I did was I had a, a lot of fat in my diet. And if you think about the, um, how, I guess, how our, um, you know, the cavities are made it's essentially demineralization of a bone, okay, of the, of the enamel. And for enamel of the, the top part of our teeth, for that to be demineralized, we have to have a certain diet. So if we I actually have a lot of phytates in our diet. That happens. If you have, incidentally, if we have a lot of fluoride, which is in our toothpaste, and a lot of uh, dental hygienists and dentists, not all of them, um, actually advise on it, just say, hey, have some fluoride because it helps uh, with tooth decay. And a lot of studies, years after years, shown that that doesn't. And Not only that, it wipes out the bacteria in our gut. It does, uh, actually demineralizes our, our body, which actually causes um, the dental cavities. And then the other thing uh, in addition to this, so having a lot of fat was one of part, part of my routine. And then, by the way, I have the entire protocol on my Instagram. If you guys go to at hackmybiology uh, on Instagram, I have the entire protocol for reversing my uh, dental cavities. And just, just to go over it is, so I had a blue ice fermented cod liver oil every day. I had a 5,000 uh, vitamin D, um, 5,000 AU, that's, that's a unit of it. And then I was on a ketogenic diet, and I had pictures of my dental cavities before and after, which was about, I want to say about six or seven months later when I did my next checkup at a dentist. And, yeah, the, the dental cavities were gone. And and then I looked into it, and I saw that this is, this wasn't my discovery. So many other people have done it. And I think that's another thing I really want uh, other dentists to look into because knowing that how much they, you know, I'm very familiar with the way the dental school works, and I know they are studying from (laughs) 6 a.m. in the morning to 12 p.m. at night. They don't have to look into additional resources than the resources the um, school giving them. And so I really want them to actually look further and just see, okay, so there are ways so many people have reversed their cavities and so not make the, um, the filling process, filling so treatment, so invasive where you take off the tooth or uh, you take part of it um, and obviously that never grows back. And um, so, yeah, that's, that's the whole routine and I've done it for, for a couple of months and then it worked and then it worked for a lot of other people as well.
1: Wow, that, that's amazing! I'm hoping that the listeners that are hearing this took their notes. No, I'm kidding. If you didn't take notes, you could always listen to to this on demand, and and you can reach out to Arvin because he's going to give his contact information later. Because this is some some good information for anybody that recently had a cavity. You might want to yeah. try this. As a matter of fact, not might try. Do it. Do it. <laughs> you know, reverse that cavity. I think you're onto something here, Arvin. So uh, that could be another topic we are down the road we'll talk about. So getting back to our main topic today on biohacking, we, we want to talk a little bit more about the process. And I think if, we're, if you're able to talk about the process, this will, uh, paint a clearer picture for the listeners here today, as well as those that will tune in for On Demand, uh, you know, how, what is the emphasis on this niche in terms of the process can you talk yeah. about a little bit more about that, the biomarkers and all that stuff?
2: Absolutely, absolutely. So I mentioned briefly at the beginning of uh, this uh, that I self-quantify everything. So, for example, I looked into every single gene that I have and just see, okay, what are some genes that may or may not lead to a disease that, um, that I need to be looking, you know, looking out for? And then there are also going to be um, the genes that are related to performance. Like, for example, I mentioned one gene that was about endurance, and it was really helpful to know, right? And then I look into my gut biome, and I see, so there, is, uh, there are a bunch of companies that do this. Ubiome is one of them, where you can actually measure every single, <laughs> measure the diversity and then also the count of every single bacteria in your gut. And then once you have that, then there's been research about every single strain and how they're related to specific uh, diseases or specific performance-related issues. So, for example, I saw that I had, uh, this, I guess, the count of the bacteria that I had related to diabetes um, compared to the average population were a little bit higher. And, and so that was alarming for me. So then I thought, okay... So then that's something that I need to, again, look into, right? And if I had the genes for, let's say, type 1 diabetes, and if I had um, a bad diet as well, then I really was in trouble, okay? So then so this whole idea is, is that you actually look into first, what are some diseases that you have that you really want to look out for and just say if they're, let's say, nervous, uh, related to nervous system, then you really want to just... Focus every every single routine and protocols that you have to really really protect your nervous system and really nourish it. And then so what that would look that looked like for me is that so then as, as I did all these different uh, let's say live blood analysis, the u biome, I did my uh, twenty three ME with the genes and everything, and so many other uh, biomarkers. And then obviously my blood hormones the blood panel, the uh, I guess neurotransmitters, the amount of minerals that I had in my body, every single thing, right? And then based on that, I would look into the supplements that I wanted to take. So if I was, let's say, if I wasn't deficient in vitamin D, I would not ever, ever take any supplements because we have no idea how supplements interact with each other. There's any studies on the interactions of supplements as well.
0: Yeah. So then
2: you really want to just test every single thing and just see what are some things you really do need and then just take those, right? And then um, as part of my biohacking journey, then I looked at the things that I wanted to really boost. Uh, so the context of, let's say, uh, perf- performance for me was for brain performance. Then I looked into see okay, so how are my genes doing, and then how is my diet supporting my uh, brain performance? So once I really looked into that, and by the way, the diet that supports the brain performance be specific is that um, if you have a lot of fat in your diet, a lot of healthy fat, and not have a lot of sugar in your fat, in your in your diet, that's a lot uh, better for someone who is looking for better performance, a better brain performance. The reason is that our nervous system is full of a lot of, uh, uh, I guess, there's this thing called a myelin sheath. It's on the nervous cells, and it's made of fat. So if you actually protect it by increasing the fat in your diet, then you will have a better nervous system. And in fact, the, the, the flip side of it is when you don't have as much myelin sheath on, in your nervous system, then that, that is essentially the MS where people, you know, have a lot of issues with their nervous system, and that's the MS disease. And then, so that was another thing. So I looked into, okay, supplements. So once I did my, uh, I checked my biomarkers, then I looked into supplements. And then I looked into my diet and lifestyle. How can I support my goal, which was improving the brain performance? And then the next thing I looked into was uh, nootropics. So there are certain nootropics that, for example, I have actually right next to me one. Um, that has uh, tyrosine, caffeine, L-theanine, and a bunch of other things, um, and these have shown to improve uh, brain performance. And I just take one for example: if you have, let's say, L-theanine and uh, 5-HTP in your supplement, in your nootropic, what that does is actually L-theanine is taken from um, Green tea, and it really calms you down. If you think about the last time you took caffeine, you had this high energy. It was also like you had that, that jittery feeling. You also felt really nervous, which is not a high performance, um, high performance. I guess uh, zone for us. It's really just a high stressful uh, perform. You know, high stressful zone. Um, and so what I what I did was I was like, okay, so having L-theanine in this and the caffeine and the 5-HTP together, um, which this company created, would actually create that um, I guess create that stimulation for me without having the jittery feeling. And then 5-HTP, another example of it, is that 5-HTP turns into serotonin in our body, and once that happens then we feel more focused. You talked about focus. We want a lot more focus, right? So the biology side of having more focus is actually really looking into, okay, what uh, what neurotransmitters in our bodies are responsible for focus? And serotonin is one of them. Um, and so whatever you can do in your diet, maybe let's say having walnuts, but you, you would have to have a lot of walnuts to make that
1: happen. By the way. Yeah. Or, yeah, walnuts uh, are not. I mean, walnuts are good, but it's not easy to eat a lot of them
2: at one time. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so that's why you would want to have the nootropic, and then so then you would have the let's say five five HTP that would turn into serotonin, and that would support your goal. You would have more focus as far as the biology, and then psychology side of it is that. Okay, well, then you don't want to have a lot of distractions. If your phone is around you, if two other people are living with you and they're going to be calling on you every second, every second, then you want to tell them, hey, this is my time. This is my four hours of the day to create that 10,000 hours for me in, you know, in the next couple of months. And I really want it to be focused. So there's that part of psychology. And then the biology side to support you, you can actually specifically look into specific uh, neurotransmitters to say, hey, just for focus, these are the Mm -hmm. neurotransmitters that I want to focus on and this is the kind of diet that I want to focus on and really just doing that every day. And then, once you've done that, after, let's say, a month, then you want to do another test of biomarkers and then just see, okay, did I quantitatively improve? So you can actually see if, let's say, let's say you're focusing on... For example, your stress hormone, your cortisol hormone, because if the cortisol hormone is high, um, you're just not actually productive, okay? So if the stress is high, I mean, you can think about the last time that you just had so much stress and you couldn't think as much. And the reason, by the way, for that is that our um, cognitive resources in our brain are limited, So if we actually allocate a lot of those resources to stress, then we have left with so little for the work that we're actually doing. And so that's the, um, I guess that's the biology of, you know, the focus and how we can do it. And then so you measure, you do have certain routines, and then you measure your cortisol, your stress hormone. And then after a month of having, let's say, ashwagandha or different routines, whatever that is for you, then you measure it again, see, okay, did I actually improve? Did I lower yeah. my cortisol level that I wanted? And then when I did, then I can just say, okay, so now I'm done with this. What's the next thing I want to look into, right? Or maybe I'm just good What's the focus. I'm just, I have this highest focus that I can ever have in my life.
1: Wow. That's, that's amazing. I mean, there's like a whole, like, you know, it sounds like it, like it all applies to like a, the chemical part of our bodies and how it all aligns and. You know, to make it more simple, uh, Arvin, we have a couple minutes, less than two minutes before the break. If we could kind of like give the listeners an idea of how can, who would be, who would facilitate this for them? Would it be their doctor? Would there be somebody else that they can, or another resource that they can refer to, somebody like yourself, that they could, you know, find this information out, how it applies to them, and how to track it so they can get their, their, their physical side of their wellness in alignment with their emotional wellness. And we're going to be talking about that here after the break, but where would, where where some resources real quick that they could refer to?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And by the way, um, I think it's really good that you're asking that because measuring everything, having ton more information about our body can be overwhelming. So I would want everyone who listens to this, just start with one thing and really take their time. Because if, if they're not a biohacker, if they haven't dedicated their life into this, this is going to come new, and every single information I talk about is going to be something new that they've just listened to. And so just really focusing on those uh, small steps they can make. And then as far as who they can go and work with, you know, I work with a lot of people in, you know, so many different countries, 39 different countries, and I also work with a company that does the testing on the biomarkers and a functional medicine doctor. And I think that's the combination that they want to look for because uh. if it's just one of the other, then they're missing. They're, it's, it's not it's not the complete dynamic that they're looking for.
1: wow, that's that's fabulous. that's it that real sums it up. And then people will be listening to this to on demand so they can go back. And, and, you know, there's, you know, there's more than one resource involved. So those listening, you know, really take this into account. You know, if you're really serious about your wellness and want to put your wellness first and have that alignment with your wealth factors for sustainable success, this is critical information. When we get back, we're going to be talking about uh, how this all applies to the, some of the eight pillars of wellness, and we will be right back. So uh, stay with us. This is
0: the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired.
3: I'm busy and so is my family. Leftover pizza and unhealthy takeout isn't really doing it for us anymore.
0: Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com.
1: Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America.
2: You
0: are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795 or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success.
1: Well, Welcome back. Uh, we're here on the last leg of our show talking about biohacking for extreme wellness. And we've got some really great nuggets of information that was shared t- today from uh, Arvind Kempsey. And we're not done yet. So uh, we're going to talk about how all of this really applies to the eight pillars of wellness? Now, there are eight pillars, and we obviously in this period of time can't talk about all eight pillars, but we're at least going to talk about some of the top ones here, you know, like the the, the top three being emotional wellness, physical wellness, and financial wellness. Arvin, how when it when we look at sustainability, because this is what the show is about, sustainable success, how does all, everything that we're talking about today? Apply to these pillars of wellness because if if the if the eight pillars of wellness are not in alignment or in balance with one another, we can't have sustainable success. This is why people yes. struggle. So I'd like you to talk about that and where this could help you know get back that balance with the eight pillars of wellness.
2: Absolutely and um, I think so you know I want to start with the financial wellness uh, that's that's one of the pillars that you were talking about. And I think when we take preventative measures based on our biomarkers, first of all, we don't have to spend as much money in the healthcare. That's just the first first thing is that, okay, we're not going to end up paying a cardiac surgeon, right? We're not going to be paying as much to really treat anything. We're just going to be in the preventative mode. And not only that, the next step would be to really be in the thriving mode where you just have that, all these um, pillars aligned and then you feel, you know, you you have this amazing feeling about your body, the vitality that we talked about. And then, so how that would apply to, again, back to financial wellness is that if you feel great, if you feel amazing every day you wake up, you're going to do differently um, you're going to perform differently at work if you have, if you're working for someone, or if you have your own business. The time that you spend on, let's say, four hours in the morning that you spend on whatever project that you're working on, that's going to be a lot more productive than a uh, previous life where uh, the biology wasn't hacked, right? And so, in that four hours, you're going to be able to generate more. Um, I guess income. You're going to be more productive. You're going to get a raise because you just have this unfair advantage over everyone else at work or in your business. And so this is this is how this would apply to the financial side. And then going into the uh, emotional and physical side. As far as emotional, I would say, you know, I think it's really interesting to see having worked with people is that. Sometimes, no, actually sometimes, I think all the time, people deep down are extraordinary humans. They are, they are just made of love and connection and so many great characteristics. If sometimes their biology is not supporting them, that can't come out. So it really is you know, sometimes concerning for me to see Someone who is just so amazing at, you know, social interactions and everything, and then maybe let's say they don't have the focus to, um, you know, to actually better themselves in personal development or just really care about people and just talk uh, talk with people in a loving way because their biology is not supporting them. And what um, I mean by that specifically is that let's say they are low on serotonin or they don't have delta waves, a lot of delta waves in their brain, then that would lead to, I guess that would go toward the depression, right? And for someone who is in a depression, they don't want to talk with people. They don't, and not because they're not good people and not because they are not uh, people who like to talk with people, no just because the biology is not supporting them. So if we can get that biology right, then the whole way of living for them changes. Then talking with a stranger would be a thing that's in their capacity. They have the energy to do it. They have, now they see themselves differently. They're, um, you know, they feel more confident because of their performance. And then they, um, they come across differently in their interactions as well. And so so there are a lot of things that, and as you were talking about, you know, you were saying about there are eight pillars, eight pillars, and these are all connected. So if you feel good about yourself, then let's say your daughter or your son, they're going to see that. And they're going to also see life in a different way based on what they've seen. And so that's really important as well. And then the physical wellness, how biohacking applies to that is, um we talked about it a little bit where you know you look into how we can customize it for yourself by the way i, I share uh, this thing called a routine report every month I experiment with different physical routines. so right now I'm doing this say, intermittent fasting and I do um, my uh, three days of resistance training and then two days of two days of cardio and I have a lot of additional things. Like, you know, I do cryo every, once a month. I do sauna, infrared sauna. I do um, biofeedback twice a month. All this stuff in addition to that workout to be able to have my uh, physique pain in the best shape um, possible for for my body. So that yeah, it
1: sounds sense. like you got to definitely change it up. I mean, again, everybody's different. So, you know, you, it's not like... Uh, you know, one thing is going to apply to everybody. So that's really important. That's why, you know, again, you know, th- th- it comes down to having a plan. You know, sustainable success is about, you know, operating in the solution rather than the effect of the cause of the problem. Okay. And you have to have a specific plan, a strategy. And it has to each day has to have these smaller attainable goals that you achieve that roll up. So this is where it's important from your wellness. Like you got to have a plan. You got You, you got to get something that's going to be customized to you. And all these nuggets and resources that you've provided here today, uh, you know, hopefully are going to help people to, you know, really, really take their wellness seriously. You know, that this is not just something that you take lightly. You know, they're out there and you can get you can actually make improvements by tapping into this. So in terms of the, you know, when you look at emotional, financial and physical wellness, obviously those are going to be the main three. I mean, obviously, there. you know, when when you have that in alignment with one another, that's going to impact the other five pillars of wellness. What I'd like to ask you, because, you know, in the time we have left, what does this mean for people when when they let's say they have their wellness at at an optimal level? What would this mean for their business? Even if they're working for somebody or if they're an entrepreneur or a business owner, whatever the case may be.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're. I mean, this, the amount of sales that they're bringing in. I would say that would be uh, that would make a difference for that. The, the amount of income that they have, it would make a difference for that as well. And so, if someone is a business owner, um, I mean, I definitely, you know, I definitely have that sympathy and empathy for them. In, in the sense that they need to be working so hard out of 100 percent that they believe in their mission, maybe other people, even if they the closest people to them, maybe they get like 60% of that uh, enthusiasm out of it, right? They need to work hard. They need to, they're bringing something new. They're creative people. And so um, really having these different pillars aligned for them, it's going to support them so well to be able to crush it. You know, go into whatever industry they add, break, break out into it, and uh, just, have whatever they want out of that industry. So, for example, I um, worked with this guy who is a consultant and we looked in to see, okay, so what are some routines we can create for him to so then add, let's say, at 3 p.m. or at 5 p.m. when he's usually really tired, doesn't want to do anything else, he actually is super energized. We actually created an energizing routine for him where... Time he would feel so energetic that he could do whatever he wanted to do at that point, and so that's and that's the difference, you know. Now he's a pro, whereas like in the past he was just uh, you know performing average in in that sense. He'd be like, okay, three p.m. I'm usually tired, so I'm tired today too, and I'm just gonna let it go. Whereas like now he says, okay, three p.m. I'm gonna do my energy routine, and I wanna go. Do, um whatever I want to do, you know, in, in terms of my business, whatever project I'm working on. So there's that productivity, there's a confidence uh comes into your business. There is the um, less amount of time that you have, uh, you know, to, I guess, less amount of time that you spend on your wellness because of the hike, then you have more time on your business and so many other things. I mean, these are, and these are all connected. So once you actually have a couple of them, Working for you, then you see a lot of other things just come out
1: of it as well. Well, this is great, and uh, this is some real great information you're hearing today, everybody. And I encourage you to listen on demand, to listen over and over to get some of this critical information that's going to take your wellness to another level. Arvin, we we have just a little bit of time left here as we close out. I wanted to let people know what you're currently working on and where can they find you and any resources that you're directly involved in that you could help people here today that are really looking to take their wellness to the extreme level?
2: Absolutely. One project that I'm really, really excited about is creating an experiential experience for people in Vancouver, uh, in uh, British Columbia, Canada, and you know I'm hoping to bring it to different places as well in the future. Is uh, to for them. So it's about 200 people for them to have an experiential event in a week where they can experience different modalities. So, you know, I talked about, the say, the vascular machine, the infrared sauna, the cryotherapy, all these different things. And the first day of the event, day one, we actually measured the biomarkers. And then on day seven, we measured the biomarkers again to show them it wasn't just that they felt amazing by day seven. They also see that quantitative quantitatively they have improved their health and that's a project i'm really really excited about because um i know for a fact that information is how, you know information is helpful once someone experiences something they, they, experiences a, they experience a breakthrough in their performance they're not going to look back and just say okay my life is the same they're going to see life differently and uh so that's one of the things I'm working on, and then um, I'm also, uh, for myself, I'm continuing my self experimentation, which I actually have it published every month. Uh, It's called the Routine Report. If anyone just Googles Routine Report uh, on uh, Google, um, with my name? It will show up, and every month it's going to be published, and it has every single thing that I'm doing every month. Um, And then... Um, people can also find me on social media. Hack my biology. Um, my my handle everywhere is hack my biology. And then also every resources that I mentioned. So any machines, any nootropics, any supplements, anything that I mentioned today, and I haven't mentioned, they're all in biohacking resources.com, so people can go there and then check out, and usually I give them, you know, I negotiate with the companies to get them some discounts as well, so they can have it um, not only just impactful, maybe more affordable as, uh, as well, and yeah, just, you know, uh, I want to hear people um, experiencing uh, differences in, in their life, and how this is impacting um, their life as well, if anyone... Wow. Um, yes, yeah, on social
1: well, media. Or, yeah. Well, Arvin, I want to thank you so much for your time today. You, uh, you provided some real critical information that really makes us think differently about where we need to take our wellness. And I want to thank our guests today that uh, we're listening in and those that will be listening later on demand. Again, you can find us on the Voice America Influencer channel for sustainable success. There will be an on-demand version on iTunes. And again, we encourage you to visit our sustainable success facebook page and again check out arvin he gave you his contact information and find him on instagram hack my biology have a great day everybody and we look forward to seeing you and hearing from you next week at the same time
0: thank you for tuning in to sustainable success be sure to join chris salem and his guests every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have an incredible week.